Yeah, I'm just conscious of the microphone. And, yeah. yeah, I know. When you're doing this, do you prefer to speak to the microphone, as in the podcast microphone, or to the people? Well, that's the thing. I get sort of distracted, distracted by the fact that there's two, and I don't. I forget one's a visual medium and the other's a purely audio experience. Well, so. I hope the visual medium <laughs> isn't picking up all the dust bogies on the floor that I haven't hoovered. They'll get hoovered before we open tomorrow. Hmm. Just you're watching. For the visual media, we're both wearing FRC merch. Yeah, let's get that. Let's talk about that. Oh, T-shirts, vests. Man tit. Small penis, big penis. Man tit. Not man tit. Not really. No. They are... Dad bod, but not man tit. <laughs> yeah. They're very easily concealed in casual clothing. <laughs> okay. This is this official pod material, but it doesn't really start until you do your little... Uh, yeah, sometimes I delete this little, bit out. Yeah. Depends what mood I'm in. Okay. Well, I, I lazy it's... mood or unlazy mood. Uh, Jez. Yes, mate. <clears throat> the other day, mm. I tried to hang a German composer's prized terrarium. Yep. Unfortunately, I smashed it. I accidentally nailed Bach's jar shrub. <laughs> it's the failed Rockstar Club. Start. Bark, yep. Yeah. I've written back. <laughs> and what, as I said it. B A C K? No, I wrote B A C H, but, oh, but you pronounced I should have it. put an R in there just to make sure I knew. You should have spelled it out phonetically, yeah. I'd like to make that clear. <laughs> that, that was. Um, oh, is he going to start humping? That'd be all funny. Uh, that, was, um, that was from Ed Pattel. Long time listener, first time contributor. <laughs> right, so let me get this straight. A jar... A uh, jar shrub. Josh. you know what a terrarium is? Yeah, that's where you keep... Little, like, it's like yeah. a little br- um, Plants. glass plant thing. Right, and so he's saying it's, it's a shrub in a jar. Yeah, I'm not entirely he, sure why... It he's called that a jar shrub. Yeah, why he shouldn't just say... Well, it had to be a German... Com- it was actually a little bit longer when he was doing it. It was... The other day, Nick Knowles went back in history... <laughs> Oh, well, that would have been I, I have edited some of it out. Because yeah, it why, was, bar- why is it box? I'm not Josh sure. Rob. Well, I guess one of the fit in their German composer. Hmm. Well, is it a, like as in yar? Is it the double meaning of... Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Well, thank you, Ed, for that. Yeah, I did edit it a little bit and I did laugh when I read it because I was like, what the bloody hell are you on about? <laughs> but you go. So, yeah, he accidentally nailed Bach's Josh Rob to the wall. Smashed it. <laughs> Smashed it. Well, yeah. if I know Bark, he won't mind. No. I think he's quite sure about fella. Yeah, no. Okay, so <laughs> welcome to the Fair Rockstar Club podcast. Podcast that talks to musicians about music, about mental health, and sometimes about fashion, although very rarely it appears. Yeah, we haven't done, fa- <laughs> we haven't done fashion for a bit. For a bloody clothes shop, we are fashion shy. Yeah, that's true. Well, we, you know, hmm. I'm sure we'll explore it again. 
There's just so many other things to talk about in the world mm. of music, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. There's always something to talk about. Before we get to fashion. <laughs> yeah, fashion. It's other fashion. If we talk about fashion, it's because we've scraped the barrel of music, mm. I guess. Fashion's danger, so we're keeping away from that. Good, good point, it is danger. Uh, so, Jess, I'd like to ask you, who are we, where are we, and how can you, the listener, viewer, find us? Okay, so I'm Jez, Jeremy Peter Dixon. Yep. This is Stephen Bobby Hurdle, VA Honours. Yep. We are the founders of Best Days Vintage, the shop that we're currently in, and the Failed Rockstar Club. Uh, our philosophy is, you are only a failure if you don't try. And you can find us on all the social medias. I mean, you've probably found us. You're watching us on Facebook Live right now, or you're listening to the podcast, which means you probably follow us on Instagram, but... TikTok is where it's happening these days. Well, uh, you, oh, really, you really, TikTok. Oh! you really, really get on the TikTok. Yeah, I've been, I've been having a right to laugh on the Mr. With Spock. TikTok. Yeah, <coughs> is that, is that the rhyming slap? That's what I call it in the Mr. Spock. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I noticed you spelt it. I saw you wrote it out once, and you spelt it. it wrong, probably, yeah. probably. That sounds about you right. Spelt it. Like T I C K T O C K. automatically then. That's how I would have spelt it. But yeah. I imagine there's there's no C in the in the tick. Yeah. They've taken out the C's. Is there any C in the talk? No, no, no C's. <laughs> Quicker, isn't it? Spell it right. Well, God's sake. maybe that was already taken. Maybe that's what a lot of the yeah. incorrect yeah. spelling is for, isn't it? It's for googling purposes. Oh, right. Uh, bloody thing. Honestly, it's like. And what's this next thing? I keep hearing about people talking about like, Twitch. Twitch. What is that like? I haven't been on Twitch yet, but it seems to be people playing computer games. Oh. And so you go on there, and you either you. I don't know if you play along with them or you... thing that came up before everyone asked you? Pine? Podcast? No, not podcast. <laughs> Get out. Uh, submarine or something? Telescope. Terra... Pela- terra- oh, Paris- Periscope. Periscope, yeah. That was like a thing for about ten yeah, minutes. That didn't, then, yeah, that didn't take off. No. So I feel like TikTok's here to stay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, good. <laughs> it should be, you know. It's always going to be something that's going to take over from Instagram eventually. Well, I d- it serves a different purpose, I think. It's, it's not... I don't think it's... Filling the Instagram-shaped hole, it's more filling the void that Vine left, but doing it in a better way. I don't know. I, I wasn't really on Vine, so I couldn't really comment. But, but you're just, getting. Remember when we first started talking about TikTok, and it was like, mm, I'll give it a go. But as yes. you got used to it, you got more into it. Well, I think I sort of scratched the surface of it, and it, as far as I could tell, it was just people lip-syncing and doing dance routines. But and there is still a lot of that. Yep. But. Uh, there's 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 more there's a lot of funny funny stuff. There's more to life than this. <laughs> more to TikTok than just lip syncing. Mm. But it was interesting here. Ben, our guest mm. last week, talk about it, and he's mm. obviously had he's got prof- you know professional management or whatever, and they're mm. they're sort of hammering it into him that TikTok is definitely the the future, the way it's going. Well, it's it's I think because it's untapped, it's like an untapped market. I think it's I think it's easier to get the get the growth quicker, I think is what hmm. they're thinking. Get the message but out. He's, there. he's smashed I think he's on he's already hit like 20,000 followers I think. So he's mm. obviously I think it really works with what he's doing because he can do little flashy bits mm. of him playing yeah. jazz piano and he duet, you can duet alongside What's so mad is that the, the lack of attention that anyone's got. So, what these videos? What maximum one minute long? I one, yeah, one minute is the maximum. Yeah, and that's most probably of them are fifteen even, seconds, and that's probably even too long. So you've got <laughs> you've got to be so creative that you've basically got twenty seconds worth of people's attention before they're off. Yeah, 
that's the that's the way of the world. Well, when you when you've got so much choice, I mean, there's so many social mediums that you yeah. can be on. Yeah, I know. You got to grab people. Well, we're all being bombarded. We're all being bombarded with like yep. information all the time. How do you make yourself heard through that all yeah. that bloody row? I know that racket. The answer is you probably won't be, as I'm finding out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having fun making stuff on there, but it doesn't mean anyone's necessarily seen it. No. But yeah, it, sorry, Jess, I'm it's just fun. Because yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I'll just I'll just waffle on. Well, it's because he's whining, and I just yeah, got no. a feeling he's going to start barking right in the middle of the podcast. And I'm trying to get him to settle down next to us, but he's a bit scared of this low yeah, locale. Listeners and viewers, you've probably you've probably noticed, heard him already. Probably picked him up squeaking in the background. Steve's dog Dexter. He's pride and joy. He's number one boy. Where are you going? He comes in. He comes into the shop with Steve a lot of the time. And it's quite demoralising for me, personally, not to make it all about me, but people come in to the shop and stick their head in and they go, oh, the dog's not here. Then they look disappointed and leave. It's quite hard for my ego to take that. There you go, see, look, you're settled down now. He's a settled little doggy now. Good boy. Sitting here, everyone's happy now, aren't they? Okay, so, Jed, I want to ask you, um, obviously... (laughs) That's here as a delivery. Oh, so yeah, so this is what happens when we're trying to do recording stuff. I can't even be bothered to fill time. <laughs> so it would be an amazing podcast just to, to leave it. <laughs> yeah. Total silence. You really, you really sort out the uh, the super fans. So okay, so apologies <laughs> for that weird little glitch, but I decided to edit that little bit out because it was rubbish. I had nothing to talk about. Uh, so, Jess, I want to ask you, um, we've been, with the government, recently made a decision to um, do the, the quarantine thing in Spain. It's, obviously, it's affected you, right? So I it has, yes. Your song of the week's going to be about this, anyway. But uh, Well, yes, I've gone with Living on My Own, Freddie Mercury. We're going to say Living on a Prayer. <laughs> Just as appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, last, what day was it? Saturday? Saturday they announced it, wasn't it? I think it was Saturday, and I got home from work, and, you know, we were about to, we were due to go on holiday the next day, and the quarantine thing got announced, and so, you know, I if I'd have gone to Spain for 10 days, I'd have then also had to quarantine for two weeks, so I couldn't really go, but my family have gone, because they Hate need, <laughs> need some time apart from me anyway. No, they, they needed a break, especially my wife and... The kids were so excited. We decided to, we decided to go anyway, and they're having an amazing time. And it's, um, you know, on the one hand, it's lovely seeing them having a great time, you know, watching mm-hmm. the kids in the pool or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, on the other side, it's quite lonely, especially in the evenings. Evenings you know, are the worst, aren't they? Yeah, you're just kind of kicking, kicking around the house. Does so, it make you think? What would you do if you were a bachelor? Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't help but think about that. Yeah, like, if, about if that. that was your yeah. your your normal, well, if that became your normal, yeah, would you cope? How would you cope with it? Yeah. Would you be out drinking loads more? Because I always thought this. When every time Slapper goes away, and she goes away quite regularly to go home, for example, so I have your position once a year, I'd yep. say. And at first, I'm like really excited. I'm like brilliant about ah, the boys, but I quickly realised that I can't even be asked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too I, tired. Yeah. 
I find it hard once you haven't seen anyone for a couple of days. You haven't been out. The harder it is to then go and see mm. people. You retreat more and more into your, your, into shell. your shell, and that's quite dangerous. Yeah, that can be really you can see how that how people get into that, and then yeah. they stop stop going out at all, and then yeah, then uh, yeah, it's just you. You on your top, yeah, going a little bit loopy. Yeah, and I can see how, how easily it happens. Yeah, I find it quite the evenings. Yeah, the evenings <coughs> difficult. The daytimes is fine because you you occupy. Well, normally, I'm work. You're working yeah. or whatever, and like you kind of that, and you think, oh, be brilliant because you can go home. Or we can get straight out of the boys. You have a good yeah. old laugh, but then you realise everyone else is not living <laughs> like that anymore because they're yeah. all settled down with family, and you end up just being on your bit on your jack, and it's a bit like, oh, actually, I do miss them. Yeah. But then you also like the freedom. It's like a weird. It is. It, it's, it's up and down. Yin and it's, yang. It's an emotional roller coaster because mm. you you have moments you're like, oh, freedom, yeah. and then you have moments where, oh god, oh, god, I miss them. Yeah. And that's that's life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That is the. Because imagine if you were there, you'd also have. Yeah, you having a roller coaster like, over there. They're yeah, probably at some point getting sick of it. I wish all. I was home. Yeah, we're knackered. Yeah, I need to have a holiday. It's now. too hot. I need yeah. to be on my own for a week to relax. Yeah. Think about all these times you spent about how. You know, it's that that opportunity to have that you time is like quite rare. Yeah. Tim Donnelly's watching. Oh. Yeah, so that's kind of like a kind of good opportunity as well. To yeah. Well, I've I've read books for the first time in years. I've just sat in the garden listening to music, which has been lovely. I've gone on bike rides and yeah. just explored bits like countryside around near where I live, which I didn't know was there. Tucked yourself off into oblivion. <laughs> of course, I did. That I mean, that was within the first half an hour. <laughs> you got to get that out of your system. Like the, old, you the, old, the, the missus has gone to the shop and you're having a danger <laughs> wank. Yeah, it's never got that desperate. I, mm. I've never seen the, the attraction of the danger wank as a concept. Mm. Do I don't know what that adds to it. Danger. Because, uh, oh, yeah, but ultimately you wank to have the feeling of an orgasm. You get that whatever happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't really know mm. what... Uh, what you get out of the danger yeah, what you're getting mm. out of the day. I've it's thrill, I guess. The yeah. adrenaline mixed with mm. spunk. <laughs> mm, that's a, a heady cocktail. Yeah. Uh, if you will. <laughs> All right. Move on. What about you? What's your song of the week, Steve? <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, Travis, why does it always rain on me? Oh. Why does it always rain on you? Well, it doesn't. That's the point. Oh, okay. Uh, because, obviously, we had this barbecue on Saturday, right? And it started raining. And it rained again recently when I tried to do something outside, and I thought, fucking hell, why is it always raining on me? But then that links really well into all the therapy stuff that I've been doing in regards to these negative narratives that you have. And if you actually start breaking them down into actual facts, that's absolute bollocks. It doesn't always rain on you, <laughs> yeah. right? But that's but the way focusing, your, mind, your mind, yeah. yeah, you're focusing on the negative. Yeah. And how it's more important to kind of ask yourself the reality of the situation. Because obviously it literally does not always rain on you. No. You can be out of the sun sometimes. Remember all those barbecues where it didn't rain? Exactly. You had loads. Yeah. And that's the point of like trying to change in your, that mindset in life, which is where I'm, what I'm working towards. And it's, yeah, just thought that song was quite relevant because of that situation. It did rain that day, but it was fine, wasn't it? Got through it. You think Fran, it was lovely. You think Fran Healy needs to have a little bit of... Don't know what his lyrics are in that song. Why is it always rain on me? Is it because twenty three? Uh, is it because I, I lied, lied when, when I was seventeen? Seventeen. That's it. And he, he won't. Uh, seen him in interviews. He won't answer that question. Uh, what what he lied about? Uh, Trying to create that air of mystery because he just made it up. Probably after the well, that's well. We'll come on to that in uh, yeah. this week's discussion. Yeah, that's my song of the week. So um, before I move on to the the meat of the episode, yep. anyone you want to bring up before we move on? 
Uh, Are admit? No. <laughs> no. Not here, anyway. Uh, my, you know, I sometimes do a recommendation oh, of yeah. the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would like to recommend, I know a lot of people have been going on about it recently, uh, but Taylor Swift's new album, Folklore. Oh, yeah. I've listened to it all the way through two two times, and it's, it's brilliant. I don't know if you've if you had the pleasure yet. No, but I've heard a few um, hipsters say it's brilliant. So, well, it's the guy out the national, the, one of the twins out the national. Yeah, one of the Destner brothers, Aaron Destner. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know how they Michelle Destler. <laughs> not her out of twenty-four. I don't know how they met or whatever. Mm-hmm. When she just went through a big book of hipster, trendy yeah. indie bands and thought I'll have a bit of that. Yeah, but. It's got like there's just the piano style in it is very is very national. So if you like the oh, national, okay. oh, yeah, like what we do, you'll like it. And it's got yeah, just just called? good songs. Folklore. The album's okay. called Folklore, oh. and it's got a kind of cool name. Yep, there's a uh, collaboration with Bon Boniva. <laughs> Jovi doesn't quite make the cred. Okay, cred points Boniva. Boniva, okay. Boniva. Don't know how you say it, but is it? Oh, it's Just Stone. Was it Taylor Swift? Or was it Just Stone that <laughs> spoke about? Um, What's his name? Um, what went into an American accent at the Brit Awards? Nah. That was just Stone. Oh, he just Stone, wasn't it? No, when they did um, Band Aid. Uh, Bob Gandalf. That, yeah, that was just Stone. Bob Gandalf. <laughs> it's just Stone. <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing. Wasn't it? Not only she did that. she done it deliberately. That would have been funny <laughs> if she done it deliberately. Oh no, she was. She's very undeliberate. Yeah, because she's the same one in that same documentary. <laughs> Bob remember Gandalf. She was like, they were asking her to ad lib over the top, and she was going, They're so hungry! Yeah. Oh, yeah! They didn't make it in it, did it? Oh, God. <laughs> didn't Rubbish. make the cut. And she, yeah, she. Why are they so hungry? Yeah. <laughs> Not to slag off Joss Stone. They're starving hungry! 45 minutes, but she also once presented a Brit Award. And she's from like the West Country yeah. of England, like Somerset or something like that. And she presented a Brit and did it in like, an American accent. Yeah. And she was like, I just want to say. Robbie Williams, if you're out there, oh, peace and love to you, man, or something like that. Like, cause he'd been in the headlines that week, I think. It was, oh, it was... Good. Sometimes I look up that... Uh, just to remind uh, on you, YouTube. life isn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. Just to remind myself, I've never done anything that bad. Yeah. Oh, God. Or Steve McLaren's Dutch. Yes. McLaren thought he was Dutch. Barton thought he was French. Donnelly thought he was English. Cheeky. Yeah. So, well, this week, anyway, let's get to the meat of it. Yep. We are going to be talking about lyrics. What do you want to call this episode? I've just, called, I've just written lyrics. Lyrics. The lyrics oh, yeah, episode. The, the lyrics episode, okay. I guess. It's, I think it's a very big, broad subject, important aspect of music that we could waffle about for, mm. for a while. So I wrote here, after last week's podcast, the importance of the narrative. Obviously, last week when we spoke about the Streets album with John... Oh, yeah. Um, and that's just how narrative-heavy that album was and how that was what made the album what it was. Yes. And also the week before, talking to Porteus about how you need to spend a lot of time creating a story and that's more important than the rhyme. Yes. Do you agree with that? Uh, we nodded a lot yeah. at the time, but I was interested to see whether or not you actually agreed with it or you just being polite. Uh... Well, which part? The streets, the narrative part? Or no, the, the Porteous stuff, when he's talking about how writing the narrative is... Well, the ri- rhyme, I agree that the rhyme shouldn't be important. Rhyming, the lyrics rhyming isn't important. 
it it's sometimes it sounds pleasing to the ear rhyming. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with poetry. You listen to poems that don't rhyme, you're like, what is this pretentious bag of wank? When they rhyme, for some, e- some reason, it's more f- seems more fun, it's yeah. easier to listen to, I guess. Yeah. I suppose because of the consistency. Yeah. It's comforting. But yeah, there are some amazing songs that don't rhyme. That's, that's not important. And st- I agree, and I can only speak from experience, but the, the best songs I wrote yep. were when I genuinely had something to sing about. Mm-hmm. So there was a... Not necessarily like a narrative, like a story, but there was. It just it came from somewhere real, and you got a point across that was, yeah, that, that came from the heart, I suppose. Because when I would often when I was writing songs, I would come up with chords and then just sort of gibberish over the top of them, and sometimes the gibberish seemed like just no, like, wor- like words, words. But, but I was weren't. all I was doing was sort of filling the syllables. That I wanted to fit the melody shape yeah. that I'd come up with. You know and what I mean? That, yeah, yeah. And, and so then I would just stick with what whatever you'd written. At yeah, because I didn't be asked. Well, I don't know if it was asked. It was just. Well, yeah, it probably was asked. Like, I just thought, oh well, that that's that's good enough, I guess. So would you ever map out a narrative then, as you went? <sighs> Not map out. I don't think that sounds like that. Doesn't sound like you. Like, no, from my experience of I, you. I wouldn't map out a narrative. I would. Would you have a basic one in your head? I would sometimes... I would have, like, a notepad and I would write out lyrics sometimes before... Like, full, full sort of set page of lyrics and then try and fit them to a, a song. A song, sometimes. But it was, it was the exception rather than the rule. Because you basically wrote... You wrote, you always had a melody in your head, didn't you? Then it was you... usually the melody that came first and then so then it was words to fit a melody rather than the other way around. Mm. But I think the be- my best lyrics were the ones that came the other way around so oh really I, yeah so I had a lyric first and then oh, yeah. I fitted it to a uh, song song yeah because then once you had the lyric then you had the story yeah. to go with it yeah it had a meaning yeah rather than just just filling oh, the syllables just something to see syllable syllables I used to call them Do you remember when uh, Manson the band the rock band Manson had a song at the end of their first album it was like a sick track and it was, I can't remember what it's called, but basically the lyrics were like the lyrics aren't supposed to mean that much they're just a vehicle for a lovely voice and I thought that was unfair on lyrics. <laughs> yeah, it's harsh, but some people do think that way about lyrics. Some some people, I think, they you could be singing anything. They're, they're not bothered. They're not listening. Mm. And even if they are listening to the words, and they might sing along, they're not thinking about, oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> but then you think that your favourite, the songs that truly connected with me, and I'm assuming with you, are songs where the lyrics suddenly fucking click and you go, shit, that, actually, yeah. that is like, wow. That's that's the perfect storm, isn't it? Because it's a beautiful melody, but the melody gets me first. But yeah, the lyrics because you second yeah. long and long more, longer term. Totally. But the, the perfect the perfect song, I suppose, and the, you know all the best songs are the ones where it is that balance of the words mean something to you. Mm-hmm. They they resonate with you. They connect with you for whatever reason. It, plus, it's a beautiful melody, and then everything after after that is then just I guess bonus, a bonus, I guess. I suppose certain sounds and what have you appeal to different people, but if you can get that balance right of the the words and the and the song, the tune, you want to an absolute you want, winner. <laughs> you want to a winner, yeah. Because I was gonna, I wanted to bring this up. Like the example, like my my favourite lyrics are often ones that, like from other bands, not my own, are ones that are really sort of evocative, and not necessarily 
you don't. It's very hard to tell what they're actually singing about. Oh. So, like for me, the national. Yeah. I love his. Uh, the way he paints a picture. Yeah, the way he paints a picture. But it's like you, art, isn't it? It's like word art. Yeah. Because it's like it's like a kind of quite dark art on a canvas, but it's. You you don't really know. There's no sort of linear story, and there's no sort of obvious, like. Oh, I know exactly what he's singing about here. He uses little, like little phrases that you've heard, and kind of, I don't know. They they just really they evoke images in my head that I really like without like giving it, handing you, feeding you on a plate what yeah what the song is about. Because you're creating your own meaning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's interpretation is key. I think the best songs are ones that you don't. It's not obvious what okay. people are singing about, and you project your own <laughs> meaning onto them. Because you have some lyrics where it, like I've connected with and stuff like that, and that, well, we said before, I think we said this before, where you have, like the Midlake song, um, branches. Yeah, yeah, and what I took from that is like something maybe different from what you took from it, or whatever. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I don't think I'd ever, because you love that line about uh, she, wakes she wakes up awfully, awfully early, early these yeah. days. And I, I, until you said to me, I'd never really thought, oh yeah, it's because she wants to get her. She doesn't love him. She's anymore. getting up before him, so she doesn't have to see him. Yeah, right? yeah. But you can pick that. In fact, that album in particular, that whole album, that's why it's one of the, my favorite albums of all time. The Trials of Van Ockin Panther. If you haven't listened to it, that whole album is kind of it. It evokes these images of people living in the woods and kind of you don't know what they're doing there. Mm. It just it's sort of singing the about a, a more simpler of, time yeah. and hunting and yeah, you know, f- living in the Down forest. The yeah, streams like real this, sort of yeah. back to nature type thing. Yeah, that really really resonates but there's no it's not massively obvious what they're no. even that line which is quite a yeah. I guess it might not even be that but that's just yeah. what I took oh, it, might, it. it makes sense yeah but I was going to give the example of like Sigur Ross yeah who singing a mixture of Icelandic and a made up language mm-hmm. they call Hopelandic which like takes elements of Icelandic and gibberish and a bit of gibberish and they're like so you you can't understand any of it no Obviously, even even if you could, you know, the way he sings, he's got such a high voice and it sort of draws it all out, it would be hard to understand him. Uh, but it doesn't stop those songs from moving me in in a real proper way. In fact, last night I listened to, you know, that Gloss, Glossoli, the first song off Tack. Okay. The one that's like the classic yeah. big bullet one. You know the video for that where they all ju- the kids jump off the oh, cliff fl- and start yeah. flying? Yeah. Like, I don't have a clue what he's singing about in that, but. It doesn't matter. Oh, it gets me every time I cry. That song, it's just so it's just so powerful. But the thing is, if you look up Sigaross's lyrics and get them translated, they're not. They're suddenly, they lose their kind of mystery. Mystery because yeah, they're not. They're actually, bollocks. Yeah, they're all about like elves living at the bottom of your bed and all this, mm. all this kind of stuff. And so they lose that mystique. So it's a classic example of how you're just you interpret it. Like I, you know. I think he's, he sings a lot about sort of again nature and <coughs> the natural world and like the bright sun and all that. That song, I think, is about glowing sun. I think I think it translates that. Okay. But that goes to show that lyrics aren't always the. It's just a, such a beautiful melody sung in such a haunting way that it, that it moves you. Do you think narrative is important within the song, or do you think no one really cares? Mm, it's, a, it's more about the like, the hook. I think it's more about the. F- Feel and the atmosphere for me, like that that streets album is such an outlier because because it is all about the the story. Yeah, he, 
you don't listen to most songs like you listen to those songs because they're they're more about a feeling than a specific story, mm-hmm. which is why that album's so good because it's so different. But yeah, I know a lot of like old country songs are about sort of a story, tell a story, like Johnny Cash's, you know. That there's that history of storytelling within like country music, but that's not really a genre I know particularly well. But yeah, just a, a narrative, a story isn't. I don't think that's important to me. I, it, on the odd occasion, it's it's quite interesting. But yeah, but it's, but it's, my is more important to you for it? me. Yeah, it's a feel, I guess. Hmm. The, that just that feeling you get from the melody and from the word, the combination of the okay. of the whole thing. The whole thing how, has to be. How about you? How do you? Uh, I would say melody. But for longevity, lyrics have got to make. I've got to connect with a lyric, mm-hmm. and I have to be able to connect with something in within that song. It doesn't need to be everything; it could just be one line, but something that I need to be drawn into that one line that makes a difference to me. But yeah, it's generally it's like the melody is probably more important to me, and the chord progression sometimes that go with that. Yeah, they've got to be. You know, sometimes something just clicks. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's like, but I'm not a ne- like I'm not a lyric snob. Like, it doesn't bother me if they're like singing about crap, really. Yeah, I suppose cold cold because Coldplay, Coldplay exactly, often right? come yeah. up in these kind of conversations, especially with us because we are not even secret Coldplay fans. Like, we just <laughs> it's all loads of people slagging them off, saying light lights will guide your bones and or lights will guide you home and, and ignite, ignite your, your bones. bones. Yeah, and they're saying what well, that's utter gibberish. Yeah, well, there's an argument to say. That's in a lot. I was looking at like the worst song lyrics ever, and a lot. Oh of, right, did that come up? That came up a lot. Well, I think with them, he. I don't think his it's his forte, and I think he'll. What I think he's, he admits that. No, uh, lyrics. Lyrics, yeah. 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 Uh, and the classic is on with them, like Yellow, which is their hmm. big breakthrough hit. He said, like, I literally wrote we, in about ten minutes. Yeah, there was there was a, like I was saying, like there was syllables. There was a rhythm, a melody that he yeah. needed to fill. He saw the yellow pages. He went with yellow. Mm. So there's no. I saw a video. Really there's no amazing the story. That Howard Stern thing I told you yeah. about. He was sitting there talking about yellow, and he said he was trying to do a, an impression of Neil Young to impress the guys in the studio. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And he said he bashed, he bashed it out in about ten minutes. So he came up with the kind of calls, and he went. Oh, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. And that was effectively it. Yep. There was like little thought process involved, and I think motherfucker, he wrote that in ten minutes. Yep. But, but there you go. But that's the, that's the ones that come quickly, and I think yeah. we've spoken about this before. Yeah. Often the ones other people have interpreted that to mean something all this like the other, but ultimately it's just just words to him. Yeah, just I, yeah. There was no great thought process behind no. the words there, clear, yeah. clearly. But yeah, it it moves people yeah. because it's it's the feeling of that song. I, I think this is a very satisfying yeah. melody with yeah good chords, I guess. Yeah, but don't. I'd say don't look too deeply into the yeah. <laughs> into the lyrics, but yeah, it, I mean he's that one where he's I could write a song a hundred miles long. Yeah, oh. he, it, that felt like he was just filling. Yeah, he's he's got some pretty bad couplets in him, yeah. but then it it doesn't stop me enjoying the, the melody. No, but I can see I can see if you are a lyrics person why you would have a problem with a band like Copland. We spent a lot of time in a recording studio with Rick, right, from the guitarist from Embrace, mm. and he often would challenge you, yeah, lyrically. Would you feel pressure with that? Yeah, I did massive, massive pressure. Because he would say he would pick you up and say, 
that's not good enough. Yeah. And that, he was the first person to ever do that. Yeah. It's one of the big lessons. Like, you're in a band, and you, you know, I, as we've uh, previously spoken about, I didn't want to be the singer. I was just the keyboard player. I was happy to be kind of doing, doing my bit at the back. Mm-hmm. And then circumstances were such that it made sense that I was the singer. But and then you, then you you know as part of that you have to write songs <laughs> songs <laughs> lyrics. People trying to get in. Oh. Uh, and uh, there's people trying to get in the shop. Just and they look quite tough. They look <laughs> look like ruffians. <laughs> okay, send help. I can't see me. I'm hidden behind the yeah. line. Uh, sorry, I lost my yeah. lost my. Oh yeah, so yeah, then then yeah, you have to write lyrics, and I'd had I'd had no experience of I'd like written stuff when I was like sixteen or whatever, it's bollocks, and then suddenly you you're in a band that has sort of started to go places and take it seriously, and you're you're in charge of writing these lyrics, and I was like, I just I never really thought it through. That people, you know, I never thought, oh, people are going to be listening to these more than maybe more than once. Well, I should really like rewrite them, like mm-hmm. write them and then go back to them and like yeah. analyze each line. Yeah. Like Ben Does, was talking about a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Yeah, take each line and say, does that justify its place in the mm. song? Is that good enough? Yeah. Is that saying what you want it to you say? You just basically just did it and went, that's it. Yeah, I, I just came, whatever came out, came out, and then I didn't think about it again. Mm. And then years went by and nobody ever said, Fucking hell, mate! You want to? T- well, I'll be game for you. <laughs> yeah, you want to think about what you're actually saying. So how did you, how did it make you feel? How did it make you feel? How did it make you feel? Um, well, yeah, uncomfortable, uncomfortable because it's like. Hello, my name is Bernard, two thousand and one. You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. A lot of those songs, you know, they're very personal. That, that's the thing. Like, whenever somebody criticises you... How personal the lyrics? Like sometimes you'd have, probably have like more lyrically more songs more personal than others. Sometimes yeah, like you said you yeah. just bash them out. Yeah, it's like we had a song called "Keep Warm," the Doo Doo song, yeah. very early on, which literally, which is gobbledygook. Right? It, I mean, it almost yeah, exclusively gobbledygook. Like I was like, if I remember when we wrote it, I was kind of going, doo, 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 doo. I was like doing a, what I thought was going to be a guitar part or something yeah. like that, and so I was just making a sound and then everyone's like yeah no you know keep doing that and it's like well you've got to do a scrap of verses <laughs> probably spent I don't know three minutes mm. right, just working out what could fill in those syllables and literally never went back to it 
I mean, that was quite a light hearted song anyway, so it didn't, I think it kind of suited it. Yeah. But other songs, yeah, that came from the heart, then then somebody's saying, oh, yeah, I don't think that's good enough, whatever. And then, then it's very kind of like, yeah. shit. But do you, think it made and, it, do you think it made it better? Or do you think it yeah, wouldn't have made a difference? Mm, I, think, I think it was very healthy to go back <clears> and <throat> analyse them and, and mm. re-look at them. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty much sure I still... It's not like I spent ages on them. It, he, we were in the studio, it was come to the vocal table, like, right, you need to rewrite that bit. It'd okay. be like half an hour. Yeah. And then I'd re-record it. Yeah, it's but, not like we're spending weeks and weeks no. on like melody, the vocal, like the lyrics, to no. see if they meant anything or. No, but I, yeah, I, I don't think it was what kept us from. Maybe personally, never really considered it before. <laughs> no, it's just yeah, it's just weird like way of looking at it. like I think it's always good to be challenged. In anything you do, because yeah. it up, makes you up your game because exactly. otherwise you cruise. Yeah, and it's just hard to. It's like one of the things we're learning through the business, isn't it? It's like you need to challenge yourself and each other sometimes. Do you think you would have appreciated it as a, a band, if one of the, the band members had challenged you? Because I bet you'd have been like, "Fuck right off, Jack," <laughs> but not saying that, but thinking it more than yeah, say, I, an outsider would have. Knowing, knowing me, I would have very much internally, kind of seized yeah. and said, "Yep, okay," but yeah, been livid. Well, because, I suppose because I'd be like, well, what the fuck do you know about yeah. <laughs> writing lyrics? Yeah. That would have been my attitude, even though you, you know. There was, there was the odd occasion where you'd be like, oh, no, that bit makes me cringe. Let's let's not do that. Yeah. That's one of my, That's not one of my questions, but as you were talking, that's one of the questions that came up. Are there, is there still any lyrics that you, you've written that make you cringe? Because you're like, oh, fucking, I wish I'd changed that because that is pony. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that do you know. The doody one, does it make you... <laughs> I, I wrote no. the lyrics to Doodoo down somewhere. <laughs> well, I, I, oh, no, I took them out. I did write them down and I took them out. Okay. Well, uh, I'll, well I'll share them with you. The opening couplet is I swear it's getting colder every day. Two pairs of socks and then you'll be okay. And that's the no you know, scientist. I know when I'm right. I've seen this song so. before. I sleep at night. It goes. And then the chorus is just do do do. Just doing. Yeah. I would have thought like I, 20 years, <laughs> 25 years later, we'd still be playing it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's what stays with me. Is like, I think if if I'd have known I'd be playing them all these years, I would have put as so a, much more thought as a forty-year-old. Yeah, I'd have put so much more thought yeah. into it. I think. Do you reckon bands have that feeling now? Yeah, fucking, I wish I changed that or done that. It must Pro- be. probably. Yeah. I hate having to play in front of hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah, but if you got mm. to that stage, clearly people liked it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's very good to be challenged. It's very good to think about these things. But yeah, your yeah, ego definitely comes into it, and I think now. You know, like like we talk about, we've we've grown so much as people. We've grown like, up that we'd yeah. be more open. We'd be much more. And we work together quite a lot about a lot of different stuff, like writing and copy. Now, yeah, yeah. So we'd probably be a lot better at it now than we would yeah. do like discussing it and yeah. looking. We'd at, be back and forth like, with like different we'd phrases. Break and... it down more, wouldn't we? Now yeah. and spend more time looking at it. Yeah. But I never even considered it. Not no. Once did I ever go, <laughs> I don't ever remember once saying, "What does that mean?" or "What's the meaning behind that?" You just go, "Right, <laughs> onwards." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose why? Why would you? No. If, especially yeah, if it's not the bit that you have to. Yeah. Weird, but wish I we probably should have done. Like we probably yeah. should have like challenged we, we, each other more totally. with the parts and that. But not like just point finger challenging because that never yeah. goes anywhere. But sit down and say, let's work on this together. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is this is this the best it can is be? This best, is this the best it can be? And but let's we work ne- it out together. We never really did that. And then yeah. sometimes people would spring that on us in the studio, and we really struggled with it. Yeah. I think. 
because we were defensive. Cause, yeah, because we weren't used to it. If he'd have made a cult more, a, more of a culture about yeah together working together and stuff, it might yeah. have been a bit more collaborative. Like yeah. would have been much healthier. And it might have been there might have been times you said it is the best we could do. Let's move on. Yeah. Well, well that's it. You can't. You hear about these bands, like these real perfectionist bands, and you yeah. just can't move on because they're con- yeah. stuck on one song. They just, you know, mm. nothing's ever going to be, nothing's ever perfect. And no. it, nothing ever sounds exactly like it does in your head or how you imagine it. You, you know, there has to be some a bit of give and take here. And then I think, mm-hmm. all right. So moving on a little bit, mm. I've got a game, and they've called this game. Gobbledygook classics. Yep. So I'm going to read you out a gobbledygook lyric, okay, and see if you know which band it is. All right, it is, okay. okay? Yeah. And then we'll see whether or not you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And look, because I've written the name next yeah, to it. Yeah. Okay. What else could I say? Everyone is gay. Uh, that's Nirvana, isn't it? Mm-hmm. All apologies. What else could I say? Everyone is gay. Yeah. All apologies. Yeah. yeah. Do you like that? As a lyric? Uh, as just... When you say it on its own, it sounds rubbish. Sounds rubbish but in the song, yeah, yeah, I've never thought that stands out. I, yeah. I like it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good example, though. I'm down on my knees, searching for the answer. Are we human or are <laughs> we the answer? Now, that, that's a gibberish lyric that annoys me every time I hear it. Yeah. He, like, I think it's a quote from... Oh, is it actually a quote, is it? Yeah. I just thought a... maybe he just... Couldn't think of a word that rhymed with answer, so I stick that in. No, it's a quote from the who's the uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas guy, not Johnny Depp, but the guy who he's playing. Oh yeah, Hunter right. something. Hunt, think it's Hunt, S Hunter or J Hunter, yeah. something like that. Hunter S Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah. it's a quote from him. I might be wrong on that. Do uh, okay. Well, interesting. Uh, but it's still, I mean, it's bollocks. Yeah, it's absolutely bollocks. What about I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. Yeah, equal bollocks. bollocks. Yeah, does that? Uh, have you seen that Bill Bailey? No. As he like just take different words. Yeah. And... Well, he says absolutely meaningless. They might as well saying I've got ham, but I'm not a hamster. <laughs> Which yeah. some sums up probably. Yeah. That's bollocks. That that is just that's classic quasi meaningful syllable uh, thing. Just a bunch of old bollocks. Yeah. Okay. But yet there'll be people who absolutely love that song who will have never yeah. questioned but it. But I've always thought it rubbish, but I still love that song. Yeah, which is weird because I quite like the. Re- I love a repeated refrain as it is, even though That's I know true. it's bollocks. I still like the. I got so, but I'm not a soldier. Yeah. Is it, I, 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 I mean, yeah, you're right. I like that song, but I suppose mm. it, again, like I said, it's about the feel. Yeah. It's just something about it feels right. It feels right. Yeah. But if you analyse it, it's fucking bullshit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm a devil on the run. A six-gun lover. <laughs> That's Shruddy's favourite Bon Jovi, isn't it? Bon Jovi. Oh, I do. Is it? Is it Six-gun lover. Uh, yeah. Dead or alive, I think. Oh, dead or alive. Oh, yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does remind you of cowboys. Yeah, but it is pretty. I guess rubbish. he's just. Yeah, he's just going for a cowboy yeah. Western atmosphere there. So I'll, <laughs> give, I'll give him that. Okay. Uh, plus, I'm a secret Bon Jovi right. fan. So. Got in. Got a house in Devon. Drink cider from a lemon. Drink cider from a lemon. No, that's <laughs> feed, don't it? Fuck Rogers. Fuck Rogers, yeah. Drink cider from a lemon. Got a house in Devon. That's the chorus base, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not uh, a chorus. It's, no, it's a bridge, isn't it? Into the chorus. I don't it anymore. I think we're gonna make it. Uh, I haven't thought about that song in a long time. We used to 
We used to love that song. We'd always dance to it at mm. Indie Night, wouldn't we? Yeah. So but never, never really took it... But when you really think, break it down, was he just, what's he trying to say there? I think, like... Well, that's bollocks and he's on holiday. Yeah. yeah. He's, was he drinking cider from a lemon? <laughs> error there, son. You had an error. Yeah, if he was saying drinking Corona from a lemon... Yeah. That, well, that's lime, actually. Yeah. yeah. Tequila. With, in, with a lemon. With a lemon. Mm. There were better ways he could fit the lemon mm. in there. Uh, mm. But that's that's it's just one of those just gobbledygook classics. gobbledygook classics because it's more again it's more about the atmosphere that's just about jumping yeah it's like yeah. song two by Blur yeah you, you don't take it too seriously because of the it, I saw a little bit of him playing the good, talking about that in a little forum and he's saying he tried to do it in a he said he could have gone like a manly way but he tried to make it play it camply nice always a good decision yeah. Okay, interesting right. that you made that decision. Yeah. <laughs> I've made that decision all the time. Play Campley. Uh, Caught beneath the landslide in a champagne supernova in the sky. Hmm. Well, he's another one. Probably a good classic. Is that the same song that's also got slowly walking down the hole faster than a cannonball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it is, which yeah. tells you all you need to know, really. Yeah, it's just druggy, druggy bollocks. Yeah, druggy, quasi-mystical be- Beatles-influenced bollocks, yeah. yeah. But again, it like it's for lads to sing in a field, isn't it? But we actually yeah. love that song, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Again, again. Yeah, the, the tune's so good and mm. it feels so triumphant yeah. that you don't care. Yeah, which says a lot. There's times, even though you break the lyrics down, they're crap. But yeah, well, it, that's it. Any oh. lyrics, like remember, we, I think it's put to Roddy Wumble, the singer from Idlewild, who's a let's not a name drop, but almost a friend. <laughs> uh, he won't be listening to this. No, he won't be. He, he, he probably won't ever be on it either because he'll never say yes. Yeah. He might. Roddy. He's on my list. Call, season two. Call me Roddy. Roddy. Uh, he said, Dan. <laughs> Roddy. He said lyrics aren't meant to be read without the music. Oh. He's very much of like they're of. They're well, only meant to be heard with. Talking the, of gibberish classics, <laughs> he's written a lot of them. Um, well, he he likes that see without seeing and that. Sort he of likes stuff. to smile without smiling and uh, yeah. walk without walking and all that. Do without doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he. So I wanted to do a, a, fe- a regular feature where we read lyrics aloud, gobbledygook yeah. lyrics aloud. Okay. But then I thought, oh, Roddy would be cross. Yeah. But he's not listening, so <laughs> I think we do it. Series yeah, two. Got two left. Yep. This has been good. We've been to the year three. We've <laughs> <laughs> yep. been to the year three thousand. Yep. Not much has changed, but we live underwater. Not much has changed, but we live underwater. That. It's fine they've until been, they've been busted there with yeah. that. He sings it when when it's all sort of pop punk. Yeah, I think that's fine. They they were like kids. It's okay to be have gibberish lyrics. Mm-hmm. But then there's a bit where Charlie sings it in that throaty, really serious. Yeah. Okay. Now much has changed, but this on water. And it's like he's he's thought, well, yeah, I'm going to give this real gravitas. Yeah, I'm going to give that particular lyric real gravitas. And then it doesn't. Then it kind of jars with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But the little Weasley one, when yeah. he does his sort of yeah. Blink One Eight Two wine, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. Okay. But they were kids, you know. It's, yeah. I don't think it's meant to be taken honest, seriously. Lot, quite a lot's changed. I live underwater, pal. <laughs> All right, and last but not least. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that was a deliberate joke. Where he's it? saying oh, not right. much has changed, but we live underwater. Yeah. There needs to be more of a. There's a big butt there. Yeah, yeah. there needs but, to be a, a uh, pause. But at bar, <laughs> I'm sure in the lyric book, yeah, there's like lots of dots oh, okay. before. But yeah. we live in, but 
Dot, 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 dot. Okay. We live underwater. I don't know if you'll get this one. Ooh, swag, okay. swag, swag <laughs> on you. Chilling by the fire while we eat fondue. No. No. That sounds modern. Justin modern Bieber, hip- boyfriend. Oh, Bieber, okay. Mm. Swag, yeah, swag, you know swag. What fondue is. On you. Chilling by the fire while we eat fondue. What's he saying? Swag, swag, swag on you. Is that like a jizz on you or something? Well, that that looks a bit like fondue, jizz, doesn't it? Maybe it's like a kind of jizz reference that I don't know. Maybe swagging someone is like something that I don't know what it is. I thought that just means like good. Money, wasn't it? Like, or good stuff. Yeah, like cool clothes. I'm going to put good stuff. Maybe it's got good stuff on you. Oh, you look swag. Oh, he's stolen that. I don't know. But there's no way on earth. It's like a dirty protest, Lynn. (laughs) There's no way Justin Bieber's ever eaten fondue. I know. I'd be very surprised. So I'd, I'd be like Bieber if you're listening. <laughs> I'd love to be proven wrong. Justin, there you go. There's Dean Oak. Busted Year Three Thousand is a classic. Fantastic. Actually, Dean did a very good cover of it on his uh, <laughs> our friend Dean Liberdean on Liber Instagram. Dean, yeah. Sponsored by. Yeah, who actually? Yeah, well, he's. I think he's. We're going to get him on the pod at some point. Yeah, he's going to play some future. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, um, not for now. Before we move on, do you want yeah. to give Sam a call? Yes. Uh, we're going to do our Banff Life. We've got our friend Sam Libertine, Sam Clayton, Sammy C, Handsome Sam, and he's going to... We're going to give him a call and ask. we've asked him to give us his Banff for Life. Voice call, Sammy C. Okay, Sammy C. See if he's going to answer. We did tell him about half past six, so... Probably having a wank. Hello? Sammy C. Hello, Jez. Hello. Oh, somehow put How you on we? speakerphone. Hang on, we're going to just try to put you in speaker. Mm. That little speaker thing there. The left hand thing. Oh, it's going to the left. Oh, yeah. How's that? Is that better? Sam, talk. Oh, I can hear you. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hello, hello, hello. Here oh. he is. Sammy, you old slag. <laughs> you old slag. Yeah. Welcome to welcome to your first official appearance on the podcast, my friend. I'm honoured. I'm honoured to be a part of it. Yeah, good for you. Sammy. How are we? What's what's the topic of discussion at the moment? Well, we've been talking about lyrics. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. What, what do you have a favourite lyric? Uh, I have a few. You just um, dropped drop that days. one. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite lyrics is actually uh, "Live outside your head, live inside a song." always kind of resonated with that lyric mm, I think it's good. quite like a poetic and kind of put your own spin on it as well what do you think it means uh, I mean no fucking idea <laughs> it's not important oh oh he's hung up on us you asked him too hard a question yeah Did you just hang up on us? Was that too hard a question? I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah. So, we should introduce Sam. Yeah. We've... Oh, he's, he's done it again! Can you call him on normal phone? You got that? You don't have his number saved, do you? Mm, I might do. Pathetic. Maybe he's got a bad signal. Signals need excitement. Hmm... It's a good thing. I like doing these sort of things when things go wrong. Sammy C. There you go. Oh, the fuck's that? Bad music. Going well, isn't it? Yeah. 
That's all right, we don't really care. It's like it's... Yeah, the good thing is Steve won't edit this out, so yeah. it's all it's all be in here. Lovely old job. So yeah, we've known Sam basically since we moved to Colchester. He was like one of the very first people we met met when we moved here. We thought he looked yeah, good. Yeah, so I was part of the. Oh well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, no, it was, and then I think I remember about a couple of weeks later, I was then in London and walked past Rocket and saw Steve outside, and then went and spoke to him again. So yeah, friends since then. Yeah, there you go. See, evidence that I did actually work in the shop rather than this place. Well, you were standing it. outside having a fag, but <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, okay, Sam. So, do you do you understand the concept of our regular feature, Ban for Life? So I'm fully aware. <laughs> <laughs> right, so for, do you tell the, the, yeah, the I'll, ex- I'll explain the concept to those of you. If this is your first time. So, band for life. We ask a different person each week to name two bands, one band or artist that they would they could listen to for the rest of their existence. Yeah, and would happily have just that artist. The other band or artist that they would erase from existence, so their music was wiped from the face of the earth. So no one could ever hear it again. Yeah, we're not killing them. They're not dead. The person's not oh, being killed. Oh, God, you've got a vent. <laughs> the dog's snoring. <laughs> so, Sammy, give us so I, so... give us two, but don't tell us which is which to start with. We've got a guess. I mean, as you know me, I think you're going to get it pretty pretty quickly. Who am I to keep and who to kill? Okay. <laughs> so, Mystery Jets and Oasis are my two bands. Ooh. Oasis. Sacra bleu. Well, I, yeah, obviously we know Sam is a big Mystery Jets fan. I'm surprised you went Mystery Jets, not Libertines. Mm. No, I mean, that's the thing. There's a, there was a few bands that uh, I kind of played with the idea with. Sparks and Monkeys also came from my thought process, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Mystery Jets just kind of what they're about and what they kind of... Um, what they stand for. Sorry, you still there? Just beat Sammy. Yeah, yeah what you're... they stand for. Sam, you've moved on a little bit from Libertines, haven't Hello? you? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've moved. You've moved. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, You've moved on a little bit from the Libertines, haven't you? Because obviously, like as they've gone on, you've kind of haven't stayed with them as much. Yeah, massively. I think uh, obviously, as you know, I went and got myself tattooed at like seventeen with a Libertine branded on my arm. So um, they all have a special place in my heart. But um, I think just as my kind of venture into music evolved, I kind of went away from kind of them and into. You know, bands that are a bit more about them. <laughs> yeah. In so the what, nicest way. So what is it you love about... Mystery Jets. Yeah, what do you love about Mystery Jets? Why? Why them? So they're, again, they're another band that when I was about 11 or 12, because my, my oldest brother was kind of my first foray into music, he kind of kept throwing me, plying me of like albums and stuff. I remember once listening to Mystery Jets, I think it was uh, Two Doors Down. Yep. Know that one? Yep. Yeah, classic. classic. And... From then, I was just hooked to the kind of the way they've each album and kind of gone from being that poppy synth band, and they just each album just got better. And I just think that's really good, and especially 
their more recent stuff, they're very much about a band of a purpose, a political band as such, and kind of what they write about and what they sing about, especially the new album, which is amazing. Yeah. I really feel like, yeah, they've, as we've kind of, I mean, I love them as well, but uh, mm-hmm. as we've grown, they've grown as well, right? That we kind of feel like I feel like we've grown up together. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think that's what the best bands do. They they've really evolved, not just their sound, but their lyrically what he's singing about, yeah. and yeah, they, they haven't just like yeah. done the tried and tested. Well, like your other band there <laughs> that you've chosen, doing the same thing yeah, over, exactly, over yeah. and over again. That that what's that song? Is it history yeah. has its eye on you? It's got that line about be. Yeah, history has its eyes on you. Yeah, be who you needed when you were younger. That's yeah. such a great line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. That whole that whole album. There's just certain songs in it. It just feels so like yeah. real and of the of now, like what's yeah. happening in the yeah. world right now. Yeah, because like they're very they're very poignant right now. Yeah, I feel. Do you ever feel like they should have been bigger than they have been, or do you or do you like the fact that they're kind of like ours, as it were? They haven't. I mean, I think that's what's great about them is that they they, they you on anyway. It's not about being the biggest band in the world for them. It's about playing the music. And, yeah. Because also him, obviously Blaine, the lead singer, is himself. He's a uh, not sure what his condition was. Obviously, he was born with uh, he can't walk and his spine has spinal issues. So, like he also, they only play like venues that have disability access, and they refuse to play anywhere else, mm-hmm. which I think is really nice as well. They they feel like, they feel authentic, don't they, as a band? Like they don't feel they feel yes, like they definitely. they wouldn't compromise their beliefs on no, anything not. else. And he used to be in a no, band absolutely. with his, his dad. Used to be in the band too, which I thought always thought yeah, was so lovely. Yeah, I think he still loosely is. Yeah. We saw him, didn't we, Sam? Like, we went well, to see him, and they, his dad came on for a yeah, song, did. didn't he? Yeah, so a couple of the last songs, because that was a bit of like a, they done five nights, and they played a different album each night, and yeah, he was always on for the, the special bit, for the yeah, end, it was, the encore. It was amazing to see him come on, it was funny. Well, not to name drop again, I, I, yeah. met, I met Blaine and his dad, in the sh- they came in Rocket at the same time, they, it was after yeah. the first album had come out, and they were playing Reading, and I got talking to him, and I was talking about how much I loved the album, and he, the dad was like... I'm sure we can get you in if you want. And he he, he would have got me into Reading. Yeah, I couldn't go because I was on holiday. But, Amazing. Yeah. They, they were just genuinely lovely, lovely people. Yeah. Right, Oasis. Yeah, I think, I think they are genuinely just lovely. Yeah. yeah. Oasis, on yeah. the other hand. So, Oasis, I've actually tried many times. That's, there was a few, again, this, oh, there's a few bands I happily would have never listened to again. But with Oasis, I've actually, I feel like I've actually tried with them multiple times and I still just don't get it. And even to the point where last during lockdown, uh, that Supersonic documentary, yeah, Supersonic, yeah, yeah, I, I even tried to watch that, and I got about three quarters of the way through, and I was like, I still hate them. <laughs> what is it you hate about? Is it them or their songs? I, t- t- I mean, some of the songs are okay, I can get on board, with, but I think I think at the end of the day, it just does come down to them, Noel and Liam Gallagher, mm. especially now as well. Like, it's time to grow up. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> well, that's it. I think because everyone knows they're just doing it because it gets you know it gets some headlines. Yeah, or whatever. and this whole this whole will they won't they and they pretend to hate each other like yeah, it's you getting kn- a bit tedious. You know there'll be a yeah a million pound. Do you think Sam is also but, to do with like the way you like your sort of personality? Because you, you wouldn't mind me saying I'm sure that you're not a kind of like proper alpha male geezer type, right? And it's like. And they, they, you don't have that. Well, neither am I. And it's like, Northern people scare me. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> don't have that connection with that kind of bullshit. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, fuck it, I'm the, I'm the main true. man. I'm the geezer. I even that come, uh, 
absolutely agree with that. And that's all the kind of the bands they Oasis themselves have inspired, like the Cortinas and that whole kind of northern side of music. It's just it's horrible. <laughs> I know you do. You do see footage of the concerts. You see all the bucket-headed yeah, knobheads, bucket and you think, fucking hell. Let's, yeah. go, let's go and see Coldplay. You wouldn't get that at Coldplay. Do you think that's that kind of like that attitude is quite a kind of? Do you think it is like as simple as North South Divide? Or do you think like mm, North, I think to some extent, yeah. Northern bands seem to be able to pull that kind of bullshit geezer yeah. thing off. But it's crazy because you see Northern bands the, the they sell out huge venues up north, and it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Because then, like, I don't know if you remember the band Blossoms from a few years. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. They're terrible, but they <laughs> I played a huge. I think I played like Heaton Park or somewhere ridiculous. Well, I've seen plenty of bucket-headed knobheads down here. Oh, yes. <laughs> maybe, we should, maybe we could do a North-South divide. That is, that'd be quite cool at the same time, though. I'm, like I said, there probably is some great northern bands, but probably some I even like if I thought about it. But Yeah, Elbow. But yeah, not, not for me, Oasis. We, elbow, maybe we'll do we that. <laughs> maybe we'll try and do a North-South divide episode and talk about that, that kind of different bands and yeah, that could be cool. that'd bands be you love from the North and the South and... When you think about it, our our boys embrace yeah. often compared to Oasis, but they they seem to kind of be encouraging men to wear their heart on their sleeves more and be mm. be more sensitive and speak about their problems more. Mm. I but guess then Danny's also the... quite bullshit and yeah. quite com- self confident with his like yeah. Well, the way he carries himself, yeah. But you know for a fact that he's, that is just front for when mm. when he's performing. I don't know. Interesting. Well, yeah, you've given us a good idea there, Sam. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, so there we go. yeah, Oasis in the bin again. Yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> the regular visitors. Have they been on before? Have they regular visitors to the Erasure? Yeah. Uh, okay. Imagine I mean, someone to put Erasure in the Erasure. <laughs> yeah, they're men. Erasure. Uh, yes, put Erasure in the Erasure. But yeah, we haven't had mystery jets, have we? We don't. No, they, don't no, they don't often get talked about enough. No, that's a good point. And so that's thank- the thing. Yeah, I, that was one of my reasons. Yeah, because I could go. I could go for Arctic Monkeys or. Or even the Libertines, but but Mr. Jets, I feel like, yeah, maybe I do agree with you saying they should be bigger than they are. Mm. Mm. I they quite they like deserve fa- it. But I quite like the fact that they're, yeah. they're like kind of like still kind of like a secret almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been a member left the other day, but they're still going strong. Yep. Well, we're going to go see them soon, aren't we? Yeah, well, that's been moved again to April, hasn't it? I think. Okay, so define <laughs> it's the first time the gig's been cancelled. Define soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Sam, for your contribution. Very interesting, Sam. It's been a pleasure. Wonderful. Right. Well, I'll speak to you soon. See you, see you soon. Bye. Love you. Bye. Yeah, he gave us the Sammy Clayton. Mystery Jets Oasis. Mm. Oasis coming in for a beating. Well. We had this time and again. It's like that. They're they're marmite. Yeah, and I think it, like you said, it comes down a lot to the personalities mm. combined with the music. Do you connect with that kind of avid personality? Yeah. The alpha male. Are you the alpha male or are you the beta male? Yeah, but I I don't connect with it as such. But I find it entertaining sometimes because mm. I I really like the Supersonic documentary. Yeah, I know you said yeah. But taking it from you know, I suppose because we were part of it is that we were living that. Yeah, I'm not saying we're living that lifestyle, but mm. we were, you know, at that right age. Yeah, maybe that's what it is as an age thing. Yeah, because they were kind of the libertines of their yeah. their age, I suppose. Do you want to? Um, we we well, asked the question. Didn't oh we? yeah, I should um, to the good listeners of Instagram, and we had some good responses so, on this. Or yeah, yeah, good ones. Well, you can judge for yourself, Steve. 
bloody gunner. <laughs> you just watch me. So I put sit back for this. I put out the question. Uh, if you could get one lyric, shut up, Dexter. One lyric. <laughs> you hear a snoring noise every now and then. The tattooed on your body. Okay, a lyric tattooed what on your it, body. What would it be? Uh, I'll give you some of the responses. And the Instagram names. I like the Instagram names. Yeah. S. Un. Na. The best way to scare a Tory is to read and get rich. Oh. Political. So these actual lyrics. That's not his. Well, no, he's I don't not, know. Someone's written these That's are actual. Yeah, those are the actual lyrics. I don't know who that one is. Uh, Nicole is not rice. Mm-hmm. I'd unfuck you if I could. <laughs> I'd unlove you like I should have. Oh. That's, I don't know if that's the song Water Parks, she says after that. I don't know if that's the song or the band. Uh, somebody, uh, Dolphin Sezi, mm. who we know, she used to come and do yoga here. Okay. She's actually got a Cigarros tattoo on her back already. Oh, with the lyrics. It says, En egg stend altaf up. It's probably something about goblins. He bosses like a fridge, anemic royalty. If you're going to get a Radiohead lyric, I don't think that's the one. No. That's not the one to get. You know, a fridge. Uh, expensive taste. She got my meat in her jaw. <laughs> Lee, that's my wife. Leo on eight. Yeah. Uh, hot nickel ball on a pussy. What is that? Is that the Instagram name or is that? No, no, that's from your girl Faz. Okay. That's what's her name? He used to model for us. Okay. And I researched this guy. I thought, is that some like hip hop guy? But say again, you got you got hot balls nickel on a ball on a pussy. Hot nickel ball on a pussy. Yeah, I think he's like a uh, spoof, spoof oh. sort of rapper. Because I read the lyrics to that song. It was literally he said something about coin slot axe wound. <laughs> cunt, cunt, cunt. <laughs> Good gross Such version of something, uh, something. Yoki Koki. Uh, two lovers missing the tranquility of solitude. Oh. Alice Parker. That's, do you know, recognise that? I do. I do. I was missing the tranquility of solitude. I'm not going to get it. That's entertainment. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, somebody said, there's a million like me. Oh, oh classic. It's one of mine. Yeah. One of mine, sure. Who said that? Uh, Gavin. You know Gavin, Gavin the photographer? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Amy Whitey. Amy House. <laughs> <laughs> beyond the, from beyond the grave, said get 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 get. <laughs> Again, I had to look that up. It was from like someone called like a hundred gecks or something, oh, yeah. and I listened to it, and it, it fuck, is it was fucking shit. Uh, it was really really weird. Okay, that's fucking low. You got loads down there. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah big response this time. Yeah, I made your auntie a groupie. You. Yeah. <laughs> that's from someone called Ooh. underscore Saying dot brown. When you live in CO3, your life's a misery. Oh. I thought it was harsh. That's Archie from the Verdicts. Yeah, I've never thought... got a song called that. CO3 yeah. Misery. I thought it was harsh because the zoo's in CO3. Mm. Oh, that's quite a like, nice like, yeah, like town. <laughs> blur. I'm CO2. Mm-hmm. When you live in CO2, your life is pretty poo. There you go. Screw you. I miss having sex, but at least I don't want to die anymore. <laughs> That's from Grace dot Eve. Wow, there we go. That's okay. there were lots of others as well. You remember um, cross section? We met someone that had the tattoo of Devil Back. Well, they said they had a friend there, uh, yeah, for mental health issues, <laughs> and they, but they they helped them through. 
That, that's what we were told by someone. It's one of Jez's songs, and it's we've, he's been on the podcast before. It says, you pull through, you always do. Mm. And how does that make, how does that make you feel? Well, lo- lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Warm inside. Warm inside. There's isn't what else to say. It's like, if that is true, then that's the, that's the ultimate accolade, isn't it? No, I, that's, that made me think it doesn't matter... You're only a failure if you don't try. You can baff, you can you know one may have any effect on one person is pretty special with your own songs and your lyrics. Yeah. Well, I've got, but yeah, well, I've got your. I forgot. I've got your lyrics. Tattooed <laughs> yeah, why on my didn't arm. you answer the sticker? I forgot. I've, I forgot. I've got. Um, Jazz has got a lyric. Everybody needs a brother, and I've got that tattooed on my arm. There you go. The ultimate accolade. Where's that? Where's, I was very touched when you got that. Well, it's been very touched as well. It's on his, it's on his wrist. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, finish up. Um, we I wanted to ask Jez about some, one, of the, uh, one song that he's written, mm. and actually, I really read lyrics and just let me know. I don't know what your your thoughts on them, what it meant, or where you wrote it at the time, and how you felt about it. And feel so it's, again, I think I've done this before. The first ever podcast, like wrote, I mentioned these lyrics, but yeah. just one of the, you know, as we're doing lyrics, it'd be interesting. So a song's called a pattern. One mm. of like the, one of our. Uh, well, should, songs we, had? should we play the song and then talk about the lyrics? Or yeah. Do we do that? What's better for you? Maybe it's better if we end with a song, I suppose. Okay. So anyway, you are like a stained glass window. Mm. Stop it whenever you want. Beautiful, I see, see straight through your eyes. No, your heart. Your heart, brilliant. <laughs> oh, I've written eyes, so... Yeah, your heart. Okay, you're like a stained glass window. Beautiful, I see straight through your heart. Yeah. Well, where did that come from? Was that the first thing you wrote about that song, or uh, genuinely? Because you messaged me about that this yeah. afternoon. Yeah, I remember writing the song, but that specific line, because that was a line that obviously it's the first line that was the one people would often yeah talk say, "Oh, I love that lyric." Yeah, I always thought it's like that was I, in my head. That was always the first thing you wrote, and then it kind of. Came I from think there. it was the air, "Airbrush Me Out of Here," which is the core. Mm. The chorus line was the where it started. From I think because mm-hmm. it's a song about for again from what I remember because even even when you write these songs you don't necessarily it might have been about something specific then but then it morphs into something mm-hmm. else I don't know but I, it was pretty soon after I'd started being the singer yeah in the band and I remember it as just going through all these sort of insecurities about you know do am I ready for this do mm-hmm. I deserve this do I you know, it's basically a song about somebody who feels Undis- un- unworthy. unworthy. Yeah. So, so please forget me. Just mm. pretend you never met me. Mm. That's right, yeah. And I, th- I so suppose I've tried taking that from your lyric, your vocal, so you don't enunciate very well. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oh, no it's no. live. It was a live one as well. Oh right, okay. But you think I should know that by now? Yeah, because I suppose I tying that into not feeling good enough for my mm-hmm. partner as well, like the. No, good, good enough for other people as, as well. It's quite a sad band. lyric. That just pretend you never met me. Yeah. Please forget me. Which is, yeah, you think about it, it's quite. A, it's a sad thing to say. It's like a. Yeah. Well, I, I would. It's actually quite a sad song really, when you think about it, like the lyrics. Yeah. Well, I guess I was. I was in a sort of not sad place, but just yeah, just to kind of. I often equate it a bit to like uh, "Creep" by Radiohead. Mm-hmm. It's very early on. Yeah. He's sort of singing about how he doesn't feel. You know, he's, I'm a creep. I'm a, I'm Lose a weirdo. What the hell am I doing here? It's yeah. kind of a sort of yeah. cut from that same cloth. He doesn't feel 
which is what the next chorus is, isn't it? The chorus itself is, just airbrush me out of here. I don't belong up here. I just need a few repairs to fly fly away. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, it it reminds me of a granddad lyric that like they kind of like the Jeddah robot thing. Yeah, yeah, I that's probably where the few repairs came yeah, from. Yeah, it, it feels of that sort of like ilk. And I suppose that's where the that's the line that gives you a bit of hope. I just I'm not far away. Yeah. <laughs> just a few repairs and I'll be I'll be good to go. I'm not saying I'm completely worthless. Yeah. I'm saying, look, I don't I don't feel ready for this I don't feel yeah. worthy but I don't belong up here yeah but I'm going to do it anyway yeah and I'll be it's, okay yeah so and then that's the f- best of it and then you've got the bridge which is like I'll give this all up I'm down on my knees you're so hard to please does that come from I suppose know? I suppose that's thinking like my life I suppose I always look at it as because I'm a people pleaser all, mm-hmm. all I'm doing I think I started Singing the band because I thought keeping people happy. Yeah, I thought it would, it would keep the peace basically because we were auditioning all these people and it wasn't working. I think it was the only thing that was gonna keep the band together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think it's all tied in with that. Just so just feelings of insecurity, and insecurity. I, you know, I was only twenty two. I was still a kid essentially. Yeah. Certainly in the That's way mad, I looked at it, the world. Really? Twenty two years old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Like, it has always been like a kind of like this song's always been a bit of a kind of statement for like our lives and careers, I guess. Like insecurity and but a melody as well. That is a beautiful melody. And you think we still play that song now, even now, even we we never had to. We took a while we didn't play it, and then we but we've come back to it. We came because, back to it because yeah. But like, I could never write those lyrics now. Yeah. It, but it was very much of it of, of its time. time of you or you, you still, at the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not insecure still, but I'm more. I am much more comfortable in my skin. Yeah. So I would never. You wouldn't say those things. About wouldn't yourself. say those things now. But other time, fans okay. There's a lot of lyrics that are about that, wasn't they? Insecurity and yeah. feeling not, not worthy. And, and that's it. You, I suppose you write about what you know, don't you? And you just kind of. Mm. I wasn't very worldly wise at that point. I would, so all, all I could really think about was my. Can you remember how long it took you to write, or how where you not, write it? Not long. Just. I think. I think. It might have even been in the practice room. Where I came up, came up in the it's in High Wickham. Called a pattern, right? Because it's like they repeated the chord. Yeah, it's just three, co- three, three chords. chords over and over. And I must have been singing because I, rem- I remember playing those chords in the practice room, and everyone's going, "Oh, that's those are good chords." And we started hmm. playing them round. We we worked on that song with Thingy um, Hugo, right? The producer who took no, the song Dan Dan Swift, sorry, Swift, yeah. and he took the song apart and put it back together again. Yeah. And simplified the whole thing because we were trying to be too clever with it, weren't we? Yes. And you were like, yeah, don't over. He, he basically snow patrolled it. <laughs> yeah, because it had that bass. The bass line yeah. was the most different thing. Yeah. It had that da, 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 yeah. All that sort of stuff. Raph trying to do his usual oh, over complicated things. Yeah. His usual old wank. And he got forced to just go boom, 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 boom. <laughs> he got forced to plod. He got forced to boom, boom, boom along. And that's the thing. If he, if we'd have asked him to yeah. plod, he never would have done it. No. That's sometimes the beauty of a producer. Yeah. But it was... It revolutionised the song, right? Because it became yeah. something completely different. And it became a poor man's... <laughs> light up, light up. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, it must have come out pretty soon after. Well, we, we were recording. I remember we were recording that. And, and that was all over the radio and it? that was on the radio as we were recording yeah. a pattern we'd just done it and they were like oh for fuck's sake yeah brilliant someone's got that. someone always gets there first lovely great lyric yep 
Yeah. Or sh sh should we play yeah, it and then say goodbye? Yeah. So do you want to say bye? Or do you just play it and then we'll... So we're going to give it a bash. We, have, we haven't really... The dog might well start um, barking <laughs> this. But I think that'll add. Add to bridge as well. Huh? We, um, we didn't really practice the bridge in the... We'll just... Uh, you just go for we'll it. just go for it. Yeah. Stay welcome and all that. Yeah, we'll get bored. <laughs> uh, so that's this week's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Do get in touch with us in the usual places uh, for things you'd like to hear us talk about, questions or anything. All the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Best Days Vintage, all one word. Uh, and go to bestdaysvintage.co.uk for merch. Merch. Help me out, bleed merch. Yeah. And uh, any kind of news. Yeah. We will actually, uh, if you sign up to our mailing list, there we, there's going to be like exclusive uh, bonus podcast material. Oh yeah, and songs and, and songs. Like yeah, yeah, I record a song for that. So yeah. Okay, so that's Fab Rockstar Club podcast, the podcast that talks to musicians like Jez and me about <laughs> right. their journey in music, mental health, and fashion. And so another episode well did. Speak to you next week. Love you. Goodbye.